Hello, and welcome to the Words With Me podcast. My name is Karsten Bush. I'm an engineer, millennial, and I'm finding my footing while becoming the highest version of myself. If you're here, you might be wondering why this isn't posted on Sunday. I talked about it on my Instagram page, but this past weekend, I was just out having a great time with my sister. We got to hang out in Hollywood for the weekend and go see her in concert, which is probably one of the highlights of my summer. So I'm happy that that happened, but I'm also happy to be back on the podcast kind of to make up for the fact that I missed Sunday. I wanted to talk about a really cool topic. I've been reflecting for the past few days and just about my journey and the progress I've made and the things that I've learned. So I wanted to take the time to talk about some of the lessons that I've learned from therapy. I think therapy is such a great thing to do. I know initially before I started, I was really nervous because there can be a stigma associated with it. And in the past, I used to think that therapy was only something that you'd have to do if you were going through something serious. But sometimes you may need additional support or just someone with an open mind and a listening ear that can help you understand the things that you're going through. And I think it's okay to say when you need help, especially when you're going through something that might be overwhelming or, you know, something that might be causing some stress and anxiety in your life. So I'm really looking forward to getting into these lessons that I learned. And if you're listening to this, I just encourage you to seek whatever resources you have. If you have a family member or a friend that you trust, talk to them. This isn't sponsored, but I used BetterHelp. I know Talkspace is another app, or I'm sure there's other ways that you can coordinate with different services. And I'll be sure to include some resources in the show notes after this episode, just so we can see where we can start. If you want to heal, it's okay to say that and to put those steps into action to actually get to that place that you want to be. So if you don't hear from anybody else, I'm encouraging you to seek the help that you need because you deserve it and you're worthy of any type of mental health services or therapy that you can find. So I guess before we get into it, I can kind of rewind and talk about how I got here in the first place. I know we touched on it in the quarter-life crisis episode, but I kind of found myself after maybe about a little more than a year into my first job, just stressed out and really confused about things. I felt a lot of anxiety that came from really starting something new and not being familiar with it. And I really just didn't know how to work it out. I had been doing yoga and meditation and really being invested in my own self-care routine. But for some reason, there just wasn't a connection that I could make to actually figure out why I was feeling so anxious. And I decided to go into therapy because number one, sometimes the people in your life, your friends, your family, they have the best intentions, but it's great to be able to hear from somebody who's unbiased, really somebody who doesn't even know you to understand your thought processes and your emotions and really just give you solid advice. So I started on BetterHelp in February. So it's almost been six months of therapy, um, various sessions in and out, and just really getting to know myself and my thought processes. And I decided to do that because I really wanted to take 
my own life into my own hands. And rather than wait for somebody to come into my life and, you know, just tell me everything I want to hear, I figured out that it's best to actually do the work yourself, which can be hard. Um, but, you know, therapy is such a great investment. Even if you start, you go for a few months, you can take a break or, you know, maybe you're more consistent and you go for a year or even more than a year. Whatever you need on this healing journey, you would know better than anyone. So if you are starting therapy, don't feel that there is a specific rubric or a set of things that you need to have in place before you think you're ready or before you can stop. I'm actually considering coming to somewhat of a break um, after these almost six months. And that's because I feel like I'm healing now, you know? Um, and it's a great thing to be able to say because that's really the goal of therapy. But I feel like I'm in a place where I have the tools, the lessons that we're gonna get into and the coping mechanisms to be able to go out into the world and present my best authentic self, but also giving myself the grace to learn those lessons that are gonna come in the future, to understand who I'm becoming as a person and you know, just to take a chance on life. I think this weekend when I was out in Hollywood with my sister, that's definitely something that would have been a lot harder for me to do before therapy. One, because sometimes you don't allow yourself to do something because you feel that you're not worthy of it. Or maybe you're just used to being in this space where you're comfortable and you're not really going out and taking chances and taking risks and you don't grow. Uh, I think life isn't without risks. And sometimes you won't be able to learn those really important lessons unless you go out and take that risk. So I'm gonna get into it, of course, but you know, therapy has really been such a blessing to me and I can feel the shift that's happened since I started. So the very first session, I remember, you know, just really getting comfortable with my therapist and going over what I expected to get out of this journey that I was going on. So I really wanted to come to a better understanding of myself, but also realize how those negative thought patterns that I had had were affecting my life and really just learning how to overcome them and fix those things. And before you even get too deep into your journey or even a therapy session, understand why you want to do it. And that's so important. Uh, you have to have a lot of determination to be able to say, you know, number one, I need help, but also to number two, detail what it is exactly that you're trying to get out. And it really takes effort and it's not something that you should take lightly. And one of the lessons that we talked about was about self-esteem and self-worth. I came in with the thought that, you know, either you have self-esteem or you don't. You have self-worth or you don't. There wasn't really much middle ground. And I learned that cultivating self-esteem takes intention and really it can fluctuate. You know, if you feel good one day and bad another day, it's normal. But self-esteem and self-worth isn't as black and white as I originally thought. Um, you have to accept that you have self-esteem, but you also have to work to cultivate it. 
And the more aware you become of who you are as a person, your boundaries, your goals, your self-esteem will increase. Really, it's about focusing on personal agency and accepting the things that you can't change, but working to change the things that you can. Another way to build self-esteem is, like we talked about earlier, by taking risks and building on new experiences so you can grow and cultivate an open mind. I think if you are, say, someone like me, we have some social anxieties, taking a risk can look like going to an event or networking or hanging out with a new group of people and really putting yourself in a position where you're getting out of your comfort zone and you know, letting life surprise you a little bit. It's also important to note that as you are you know, going through these new experiences and taking risks, that you do have to be patient with yourself. So if there's something that you're really struggling to do, uh, one example my therapist gave me was somebody who's afraid of elevators. So rather than putting somebody on the first floor and having them take 25 stories up in an elevator, you know, that might be too extreme, but taking baby steps, the first thing that you could do is step into an elevator. Don't press any buttons, you know, just step in and step back out. And that's an illustration of those small actions and small steps that you can take to really overcome the things in your life that have been bothering you. We have to understand that we're allowed to take all the time we need to process, to heal, and we don't need to force ourselves to go on an accelerated time schedule just because we feel like we're taking too much time or we feel that we should have already had this by now. Patience is a virtue and that's true when you're interacting with other people, but it's just as true when you're interacting with yourself. One lesson that has really stuck with me, even as I'm coming to the end, is really just dealing with your emotions. I think it's easy to be led by them. So one of my earlier sessions, I remember talking about being anxious and feeling like I was just an anxious person and just accepting, oh, that's how it's always been. But, you know, that's not true. And I don't think I would have realized that without going into therapy. So uh, a lot of anxiety that I built while I was in undergrad, I didn't really deal with properly. So now uh, it kind of just felt as if, oh, I've always been anxious and that's just who I am. But we have to understand that your emotions are indicators. They're not controllers. So if you feel anxious, for example, it might be because you are doing something new or maybe you're just overwhelmed and stressed out. It doesn't mean that you yourself are an anxious person, but if you don't have the right tools and coping mechanisms, that anxiety will build until you're not able to function properly. If that resonates with you and maybe you don't really have the coping skills or techniques or you know, you feel like you're kind of catching up, don't feel bad because we all have our own time. I think it's easy to kind of get into this mode of thinking that, oh, I should have known this already. This is taking so long. I should have done it. But, you know, forgive yourself. Forgive yourself for what you didn't know. Don't uh, punish yourself just because you didn't have the tools then. 
you still have time and you can actually gain those tools and techniques now, even if you decide to go into therapy. Discomfort is a normal thing. And I think sometimes we get into situations where we're not comfortable and that can bring out feelings of anxiety. But just because, again, you experience anxiety, that doesn't make you an anxious person. You have to be able to separate yourself from those emotions, understand what the emotion is, where it's coming from, why you're feeling it, and use your coping skills and techniques as appropriate. While we're on the topic of emotions, I know anxiety is definitely something that we can all feel strongly. Um, And it's important to understand that you're allowed to take those things seriously. Don't let somebody tell you that, you know, what you're feeling isn't a big deal or you just have to get over it. You'll be fine. You will be fine. But sometimes you need a little more help than what somebody is willing to give you. And don't feel bad if what you require actually takes time. Anxiety is something that a lot of people struggle with, actually. And feelings of fear that you might have in different situations are symptoms of anxiety, which is another important lesson that I learned. If we're fearful of something, there's a reason why, but we have to pinpoint the fear. For me, some things is a fear of unknowns that I've realized. For me, if I'm going into something that I just have no experience with, I don't have any background in, no prior knowledge, I get really anxious. And if it goes too far, I might get this feeling of fear that will make me stop or make me pause and think, okay, I just can't do it. And fear shouldn't stop you. If you live your life in fear, that is such a hindrance to the things that you could be achieving and doing in life. And fear isn't something that we should be living with, but we can work through it. Again, emotions are indicators. So if you are fearful of something, that's an indication. I also realized that doing things while you're scared is important but doing things while you're scared at the right moment. So if you have a strong phobia, kind of going back to that elevator example, you can do a small step while you're scared, like stepping into the elevator and stepping out, but don't completely go into a situation that you're fearful of and expect to come out okay. You have to process things slowly and take those baby steps. And fear is something that is really serious. When you have those moments of fear and anxiety, it's important to mindfully reframe your thinking and come out with a positive. So reframe the thinking of I'm afraid or I'm anxious into, okay, right now I'm experiencing a moment of anxiety because of X. So I'm going to do why. There's steps to take. So don't just say, okay, I'm afraid and stop. Indicate I'm afraid. Why am I afraid? What am I going to do about it? And don't leave with that negative of I'm fearful, but come out with a positive. So you could say, you know, 
I'm really feeling feelings of anxiety and fear in this moment, but I know that I'm going to be okay and I'm going to come out of it. That's just a simple example, but really reframing is a really important tool in your life to have. Even if you're going through, I don't know, something at work or relationships, reframe that thinking so that you're coming out with a positive rather than dwelling on the negative. That is something that takes affirmation, which I love, and repetition. So it's not enough to just affirm yourself and say, I'm not afraid. You know, you have to repeat that affirmation to yourself so you can have that thought in your mind and you can actually go against those negative thought patterns and correct them. And for myself, I know kind of coming out of therapy, it's so much easier for me to correct those negative thought patterns as in the past, I would have stayed in that negative, but now I can come out with a positive and really just take the time to fully understand myself and my emotions. Even if you want to take your affirmations further, make them even more powerful, you can actually build on what you're saying. So, for example, one affirmation is I am loved. Okay, you're loved. You can build on that. I am loved and appreciated and my value is seen by everyone around me. Building on that affirmation is something that is so important, but that's definitely a great way to make your affirmations even more powerful than just simply stating the fact. State the fact, but build on it. How is it affecting you? How do other people perceive you because of it? What value does it bring to the world? I think we've all heard about doing things scared and just have a general understanding maybe of what that means, but it is important as you are going through moments of fear and anxiety to understand that sometimes your emotions aren't necessarily telling you the truth. We touched on it before, but if you're feeling something that's an indication, it's not a controller. So understand where it's coming from, but doing something scared, it can be a really good thing. It can build your confidence. It can help you become more of a risk taker to really build that muscle and go out and grow as a person. It's important to do the things that will help grow your self-assurance in your decision-making and really help you to become a more confident person. And the older we get, of course, you know, I'm in my 20s, so I'm still young, but the older we get and the more experiences we have, the more comfortable we get in our own skin. And doing things scared, that's something that I keep in the back of my mind. So even if, you know, say I'm doing something that is causing me some feelings of anxiety, I can still go through it and enjoy myself and learn the lesson without letting that anxiety and fear hold me back. If you are going through something that causes fear, remember that you have a support system, or even if you don't have a support system, you always have the time to go out and build on what you already have. Do things in small doses and, you know, expose yourself to new things in your own time. We all have our own level of comfortability and one person's comfort zone is going to look vastly different from another person's comfort zone. So don't compare yourself and feel that, okay, because one friend is able to go solo tripping to Italy and you have a fear of, 
I don't know, traveling or just experiencing something new that you also have to match that person's comfort zone, you don't have to. You don't have to apologize for your comfort zone. I would describe myself in a lot of ways as a late bloomer. And I think one of the things that was kind of self-sabotaging to me was just feeling like I had to apologize for my comfort zones. So if somebody suggested something to me and I just wasn't comfortable doing it, rather than just you know stating, hey, this is something that I'm just not comfortable with. Um, thanks for inviting me, but I'm just not comfortable doing that. It felt like I'd have to apologize for it. So somehow because one person was at a different level than me, that meant I had to match that level, but that's not true at all. Um, I think in this day and age, it's easy to feel that, um, I guess that need to keep up with other people. We wanna stay on the trends. We want to make sure we're living life and doing all the things that are great, but we all have our own way of going about things. And we don't need to make sure that we match what somebody else is doing just because they're doing it. I think in those situations, um, FOMO has a lot to do with it. Uh, you know, just because you are a little later in experiences than somebody else, that doesn't mean you're doing life wrong. You can't really do life wrong because it's your life. So it's not supposed to look like anybody else's. But that pressure and that need to compare yourself and that need to match somebody else's energy, that, that could be self-sabotaging, especially if you're not really ready to take that step. Reflecting on the time that I've been in therapy, I think I've built more of an awareness of who I am as a person. And I've really just come to accept those nuances of who I am and Really, I've learned how to set boundaries with myself, but also how to focus on authenticity, intention, alignment, and really just living a balanced life. That's something that I'm still working on, and I think that's probably going to be um, my next challenge for myself, understanding what that balance looks like for me. But I think my understanding of it now is that finding balance in your life doesn't necessarily mean that your life is perfect. Um, it doesn't mean that everything is just going the way you planned or expected. One other lesson is that just because something in your life happens that you didn't expect, that doesn't mean that you know life is going wrong. We have to be able to navigate those surprises because life is full of surprises. Um, so we really just have to understand that finding balance is learning about who we are as a person, but also understanding how we navigate the world, how people see us, finding those times of peace and quiet to really cope with our emotions. So, you know, whether you do yoga or meditation or go for a run, we have to make sure that we're balancing our lives out to fit the person that we want to become. As we go through our healing journeys and we grow, we have to make sure that we're focusing on ourselves. So remember your why, but also do it for you. Do the work because you care about yourself, because you love yourself, because you want to see you win. And we don't always hear those things from the people around us, which is why affirmations are so important. But your own journey is your own. 
It doesn't have to look like anybody else's. If you feel like you're a late bloomer, that's okay. If you feel anxious about traveling, that's okay. If you feel anxious about networking, socializing, again, that's okay. We spend so much time judging ourselves and putting ourselves down. And it's not fair because we're trying our best in this life. And if we're only focusing so much on the bad, we don't make time for any good. So if you are going on a healing journey, make sure that you're being intentional. Make sure that every single day you do something for yourself. Do something that's going to help you become a better person and really do something that you're going to thank yourself for later. I underestimated how much of a change would happen so quickly, but therapy is so effective, especially if you find the right therapist that suits your needs and can really speak to what you're experiencing. Uh, It's really great. I can easily course correct change my negative thinking, catch myself if I'm thinking something that's not positive, and, you know, really just change the way I treat myself. And I think that that's showing itself in the new experiences that I've had, but also just in the way that, you know, other people perceive me now um, because I've changed. But change isn't a bad thing. It's not something to be afraid of. And if you do start therapy, understand that you will change. And sometimes that change can be scary, um, you know, but it's not a bad thing. I hope that you could take away something from what I said. I know there's so many other lessons to learn and to understand, but I'm really appreciative of the time that I've taken to build myself up. And I hope that this encourages you to do the same for yourself. So without further ado, let's close this out with some affirmations. I am in control and I have the power to change my life. I know where I'm going and I know who I want to become and I'm not afraid to take the steps to get there. I want to heal because I love myself, because I cherish myself and because I wanna see me win. I don't allow fear to hold me back from doing the things that I know are good for my own growth, my own self-esteem, and my own healing. That is it for this episode of the podcast. Thank you for joining me. I'll make sure to link those resources in the show notes, and I hope you have a great rest of your day.